Hey, beautiful mama. I'm so, so excited to chat with you today about how to set yourself up to thrive and not just survive postpartum. (laughs) And we've been diving into postpartum fitness uh, over the last couple episodes, but now I want to kind of shift gears slightly and take a more integrated approach. So we are going to build on what we've been talking about and go through the eight keys that I believe are most important to navigating this big transition and all the challenges that can come with it. And particularly as a military mom, this will be relevant for anybody who's not in the military, but I will highlight some components that I think are especially important for fellow sisters in arms who are going through the unique challenges that military life brings. And so whether you are preparing for your baby's arrival and you're currently pregnant, or if you're in the thick of your postpartum chapter right now, these are the essentials that you should really be keeping in mind to have a more empowering, peaceful, and beautiful postpartum experience. So these are, in my opinion, the most important ways that you can prepare for a baby and the most critical things to make your postpartum easier and smoother. And no, it's not packing your hospital bag. It's not making sure that you've got everything on the registry. It's not setting up the most Pinterest perfect nursery. So we're going to go through and help you focus on what's most important here and what's going to have the greatest impact on your overall experience. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as So if you're currently Christ. pregnant, you probably are so excited and can't wait to welcome your precious little one soon. You're probably feeling a bunch of mixed emotions, like probably like super ready and super done with pregnancy, but also not ready at all. <laughs> like feeling ready emotionally at all. You, you may be kind of dreaming of bringing home your beautiful baby and all the amazing cuddles and bonding moments you're going to have together. You, you know, maybe getting the nursery ready, making sure all their clothes are washed and organized, uh, you know, making sure the car seat's ready, that you've got the best kind of stroller and baby carrier, that their picture-perfect hospital outfit is ready to go, and so many things. There are so many aspects of bringing home a new baby that can feel like a dream, but there's also the hard reality that so many things end up way harder than we expect, and just, it can feel very different than we expect, and I think often postpartum can feel like we're just hit by a train, (laughs) you know, no matter how prepared we are. And and that can feel very disillusioning. And I know everybody, of course, is sharing like the happy, glowing, most beautiful moments. You're probably seeing all those pictures of other moms and babies around you. And those are the happy moments that we see on social media. And that can make both childbirth and postpartum and everything seem totally easy, totally great, like it's no big deal. But obviously, we all know giving birth is a life-altering event. It can be traumatic for so many of us. And, and also, so many women can have unrealistic expectations about how kind of fast we should feel normal again, how fast we can and should get back to you know our normal routine, get back our bodies, and all of these things. And I think when our reality sometimes doesn't match up with those expectations or those pressures that we're experiencing from society or the people around us, And, you know, of course, I think so many people, even in our work environments, might be like, oh, how was your vacation after you get back from maternity leave? Like, that's, you know, that's not our reality. And so 
you know, often we, we can't necessarily believe how much we just love this sweet baby in front of us and we are so grateful for them. But at the same time, it can be easy to feel kind of taken aback by how intense, how exhausting, and how demanding this time is. And with all the challenges that can come, most of us end up settling on just simply trying to survive and to get through each day, each moment in one piece, you know, and, and truly thriving can feel like just a pipe dream. Like it can feel so impossible, but I want to encourage you that it is achievable with a bit of planning and the right mindset, the right support through it. And so we're going to tackle that today. We're going to talk about how, but first I really want to give you kind of a sense of why it feels so hard postpartum. And the important thing to remember is that it is so much more than physical recovery. And I think when we lose sight of that, we, we lose sight of like why it's important to give ourselves grace. We have a much harder time giving, be, being patient through the postpartum recovery. You know, and, and in the last episode, if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. I go through my top tips for a smoother and faster and sustainable postpartum recovery. So you can get back to healing and feeling good and the strength and fitness that you really want in the most efficient way possible. So let's go through why is postpartum so dang hard? So, you know, no matter how many babies we've had, it's a very, very demanding time, right? There's significant adjustment, transformation, healing, growth. It's very, very all-encompassing. And so what are some things we're experiencing? You're being hit with obviously caring for your baby, bonding, learning together, your mental and emotional health, and all the hormonal changes that are impacting that in addition to your physical health, your relationship stressors and adjustments in your marriage or your relationship, corn pelvic health, symptom management, no matter what kind of birth we had, we're going through those things. Um, lactation and feeding and navigating the difficulties of that, navigating it, adjusting to it, learning maybe for the first time, maybe dealing with a lip or a tongue tie or, or difficulties right away. Maybe it's navigating decisions. Do I continue to breastfeed? Do I not? Um, am I able to pump when I go back to work? All of those kinds of things. Um, sleep deprivation, of course. Oh my goodness. We're always sleep deprived. <laughs> Just a lack of rest. The identity shifts the lifestyle changes that happen where we immediately like are life is being dictated by this little baby, um, who we're now working for 24 <laughs> seven, you know, changing family or sibling dynamics. If we've got other kids, our sexual and emotional intimacy changes and the challenges that can come with postpartum. I'm going to do a whole episode on that pretty soon because I think it's so important to talk about. And it, oftentimes it's very taboo and we struggle with it alone and we feel very isolated in it. You know, obviously navigating our return to fitness, our return to exercise and figuring out, you know, how am I going to manage my timelines maybe with postpartum recovery if I'm in the military and I have to get back to fitness standards too, you know, navigating nutrition, weight loss concerns, financial stressors, potentially maybe physical distance from your partner. Maybe your spouse is deployed. Maybe you're stationed apart. Maybe you don't have the support from a partner and you know, similar, maybe you don't feel like you have a good support system around you. Maybe you don't have a community. Maybe you just did a military move and you don't have a support system yet. You don't really have a village. You don't even know anybody yet. You know, those are all things that we can go through oftentimes figuring out how to find reliable childcare, somebody that you can trust with this little human being who needs you so much, you know, and, and that you feel very protective over navigating, returning to work or duty and, and balancing all the demands on your plate. Uh, without feeling like you're just failing in all the areas of your life, navigating possible career transitions or feeling like, you know, 
you're kind of reconciling your, your sense of purpose in your job now or in your work. Maybe friendship changes and feeling like you might be outgrowing certain friendships or like other people don't quite understand if you're in a different stage of life now than they are. Obviously, navigating your physical healing is a huge thing. But in addition to all of those, those are kind of external, in some ways, external demands that are like often more visible. But what are we experiencing internally? It's like reconciling expectation versus reality, the societal pressures that are bombarding us all the time, the invisible load of motherhood, the sometimes feeling a little bit of resentment even building around the disproportionate impact in the ways that it's changed your life so much, changed your body so much, all that you may have had to sacrifice for motherhood, whereas it doesn't really affect your partner in the same way. Um, feeling isolated, guilt, shame, insecurity, so many of those sensations, time management, balancing all the different demands, especially as you do return to work, if that's something that is on your plate, feeling generally overwhelmed, exhaust, ex completely exhausted and depleted, maybe navigating challenges with your sense of your worth, your negative self-talk, self-doubt in motherhood or lack of confidence, um, comparison with other people or with yourself even, a lot of criticism maybe from others or a lot of opinions that you are hearing from others. There's so much unsolicited advice when it comes to motherhood and I think well-intentioned, well-meaning, but we have to really learn how to protect our peace and to set boundaries there too, which is hard. That's really hard to navigate. Even, even just something as simple as comments about your body, whether it's positive, like intended to be positive or whether it kind of stings, it, it doesn't matter. Oftentimes those things really impact what's going on internally with that body image, looking in the mirror and seeing, wow, my body has changed so much and I don't even recognize it anymore. Feeling very foreign in our body again and the self-esteem challenges that can kind of come from that and the insecurities that can come in self-consciousness as we're navigating just, you know, being out in public or being in our uniform or being in certain clothes or whatever it may be, getting back into the gym, any of those things. Even intimacy, those body image struggles can really impact our intimacy, make us feel a lot of shame around that. I think oftentimes motherhood brings up our unprocessed trauma when it comes to our childhood experiences. We are learning how our own needs may have not necessarily been met, and that then comes out and it gets triggered in motherhood. And so that may be something that is starting to come up and surface as we become a mother. Navigating some really big decisions maybe through motherhood. I mean, now we're sp responsible for this human being or like multiple human beings if we've got, you know, a family of multiple kids. And there's a lot of decisions that come from mother come with motherhood, and that can be really hard. And, you know, of course, everyone has opinions about the different decisions, too. And so just being intentional about culling the influences that we have and making sure that they are aligned with our values. So this is just a glimpse. This is really just a glimpse. But I just wanted to really touch on all of these things because I want to honor the whole person here. I want to. I always have been all about that. You are going through so much more than just physical recovery. So we cannot just isolate that. And in everything that I do, I always want it to be an integrated perspective that brings together every part of who you are. So we're not like trying to move forward with certain goals in isolation because we're just going to feel very depleted and compartmentalized. And we will feel like we are failing in different parts of our life if we don't like move the ball forward altogether. And so I think so many of us end up getting very disillusioned in the postpartum chapter and feeling like we are just running on survival mode because of how many things we are going through. Like, look at all of that. That's just a glimpse. That's not even everything that we could be experiencing. But most of us go through all of those things, if not most of them. And 
we can often feel like, why did no one tell me about this? Why did no one prepare me for the hard parts of motherhood? And the sobering truth is that there are so many messages about all the things we need to buy and get for our baby to take care of them. And we have a lot of, you know, maybe we've got birth classes we, we took possibly through our hospital. Maybe we've got like newborn care classes or different things like that where we learn. And we learn from our, I think the medical appointments, like do a good job of taking care of baby and making sure they're good. But like there is very little discussion and support on how we can navigate the rough waters and take care of ourselves too and feel like we are supported as mothers holistically. So that's why I'm here. You matter too. You matter so much and a healthy mom equals a healthy baby. If if our it doesn't matter if our babies are thriving, if we are we are run to the ground, you know, and of course the the natural dynamic of this season is that we are in one of the most demanding seasons, if not the hardest season of our life. And so through all of those challenges that come, you know, maybe you've had a difficult pregnancy or a birth that didn't go as you expected. Maybe you're struggling already a lot mentally, emotionally, or physically, and you're feeling really far from who yourself and who you want to be. You're probably running on virtually zero sleep. You're barely finding time to shower or eat. You're trying to figure out breastfeeding or how to manage your toddler and baby at the same time. Feeling a lot of guilt surrounding that. Maybe you, you know, this beautiful, peaceful postpartum that you really desire can feel very out of reach. But no matter what your situation is, making these simple shifts that I'm going to give you today, keeping these eight focus areas in mind can dramatically, it can and will dramatically improve your postpartum experience. It will make you a million times more confident and at peace than so many moms who feel so blindsided by those hardest parts. And at the end, you know, I think so many of us do end up having this experience that isn't as positive as we hoped or that we really deserve just simply because nobody prepared us for how to take care of ourselves too. So are you ready to hear this? Let's go ahead and dive in. So the very first thing that I want you to think about is building your physical and your virtual support system. So this can be family, friends, mentors, coaches, neighbors, other professionals, support groups. It's anybody who can love you through this time and to lift you up and take care of you through this time. Because even when, oftentimes, unfortunately, even when like, you know, people want to, people want to be there for you. Oftentimes they're like so excited to see the baby, but they forget about you and you can feel like unseen during this time. But I just want you to feel known and loved and seen too. And you deserve that. And so if you don't naturally have that support system built in, most of us don't, our society doesn't build it in for us. And so we, unfortunately, it's just the onus is on us to take that initiative. So there is no shame in asking for help. There is no shame in reaching out to other people. You are not in any way failing or a failure or less of a mother if you need help. And we all need help. That's the truth. We're meant to do this together. We're meant to do this in community. We're meant to help share each other's load and carry each other's burdens and share one another in one another's crosses. Like that's how God has made us. That's how God has designed us, you know? And so remember, like even Jesus couldn't carry his cross on his own. Even he fell a bunch of times carrying his cross. And every single time I'm in church with Matthew, he, he and William, Matthew always wants to go around and walk around and look at the stations of the cross images because it is just, it's so powerful. And it is always a reminder for me how heavy Jesus's cross was and how much, yes, he needed help carrying it too. And how he fell down, he stumbled. And so we are not God like Jesus was. We are human, but we need help too. And so, and, and there's no shame in that, you know, and it doesn't make you more holy or a better mother or any, anything like that, whatever you're making it mean. 
if you can do it all on your own, I want you to release that pressure from yourself. So build your physical and virtual support system. That's number one. Number two, focus on receiving proactive education or seeking out proactive education and support from trusted professionals. So I recommend this is the best thing to do like when you're pregnant, but if you're already past that point, then do it now. It's okay. Take one step at a time. So I encourage you to establish relationships or have the contact info on hand for professionals like a pelvic floor physical therapist, like a lactation consultant or a counselor, a mental health counselor or behavioral health specialist, a postpartum registered dietitian can be really helpful um, to both navigate food and nutrition and body image, all of those things, a certified pre and postnatal coach like me. So build your support system and having people on your team is just going to make a world of difference. And it's going to help you cut through all of the noise and all of the crap messaging out there, all of the BS that just is, is meant to take advantage of your insecurities. And so that's something that makes all the difference in the world. And education is empowering. It really is. And it can help you feel more confident. I really also want you to be mindful though of over-consuming information. And the reason I say this is because I think we can, especially those of us who really love to learn and who, you know, may not have the experience yet, we may not quite know what to expect. We can fall into a trap of like information overload. And I think that's kind of what our society does to us too. Just the fact that everything is Googleable, you get answers in like two seconds. There's a million different opinions out there all the time about everything. There's a million different um, approaches to everything. And so I really just want you to be mindful of not over consuming information too, and to find that kind of healthy balance for you of let's, let's sift through those things that you might be confused about that you might be struggling with, but I want you to pursue information in a way that's going to bring you peace. And so if that feels a little bit elusive to you, I can help you with that both from a mindset standpoint, but also a like actual education standpoint on a lot of these different kind of holistic health topics. And I can help point you in the direction of trustworthy professionals. And I really want you to focus on making sure that the professionals that you're leaning on are not amplifying your insecurities. They're not leading with things that make you feel ashamed or guilty and pressure. If you feel those kinds of things, then I want you to just be very aware and to kind of filter out some of those influences. If you are recognizing that it's fueling insecurities rather than making you feel empowered, then that's kind of a red flag for that particular influence. And it might be a little bit more toxic for you than helpful. And I was just working through this with a couple of my coaching clients in one-on-one setting as they were preparing for birth. And this is just something I think many of us do struggle with. And so we can feel like paralyzed, honestly, by all the information that's out there. And like, we're like, we can end up in this state of like spiraling and panic consuming. And so I don't want you there either, but I want you to seek out proactive education and just have the resources on hand that you can go to when you need it. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to have everything figured out ahead of time. Do not put that pressure on yourself either, but even just knowing the contact information for who you can reach out to can reduce a huge barrier for you when you might be struggling in the moment. So, you know, knowing how to access a lactation consultant, knowing how to access somebody for postpartum depression or anxiety, knowing who to reach out to when you need help in nutrition and 
food and you're feeling a lot of pressure to lose weight really quickly, all of those things, if you want a more sustainable approach to that and somebody who can also help you to let go of body shame and the diet culture messaging and those kinds of things, like there's people that I can point you to and I'm happy to refer you to any of these kinds of professionals. I'm happy to help you get access to pelvic floor physical therapy if you're struggling with that and don't really know where to begin. So these are things that you can advocate for and you can reach out for and that are most of the time, these things are also going to be covered in some capacity by your insurance, especially if you are in the military, there's all these resources available. So do not, do not kind of shortchange yourself in what support is already available to you and who you can bring on your team in terms of professionals, in addition to your support system of family, friends, neighbors, mentors, your church community, and other kind of support groups virtually and peer groups. All right. Number three, open, honest communication with your work and your support system. So a couple of things to think about here is maternity leave. You know, what is your plan for pumping or lactation support postpartum? Just managing expectations with a lot of different things can be really, really helpful. And even looking at, you know, if you are transitioning, um, you know, either out of the military or you are transitioning jobs or just managing other transitions in addition to your postpartum time, like a big move or your you know, spouse is deployed or coming back from deployment or will be leaving, or you are just all different kinds of things that we might find ourselves facing. And so just that open, honest communication early on and often can be really, really good. And so I really want to highlight this with pumping and breastfeeding. When you are pregnant, it is the best time to start having those conversations with your work with your supervisor, with your team about what your goals are postpartum and what they can help support you in. And so we don't want to be returning to work and trying to figure out, okay, where the heck am I going to pump? How am I going to make this work? And then starting those conversations. If you're already there and you're trying to figure it out, I feel you and I'm here to help you, but I really want to encourage you to have those conversations beforehand so that those things, the kinks can be kind of worked out ahead of time and those any of those friction points can be resolved so you're not ex, you know taking on all the extra stress and anxiety around having to figure it out in the moment when you know you're just probably still leaking a bunch your milk supply is regulating you're like trying not to lose your supply when you're also probably under the stress of returning to work and figuring it all out again and getting into your routine and still getting no sleep and you know navigating your postpartum recovery and just i mean it, it can feel like we're just trying not to fall apart. And so truly during that time, the more we can have those expectations managed, the more we can have those support structures in place before we get to it, the better. And so make sure that you are, when it comes to advocating for yourself in, in your family, in any of those support things that you need, whether it's, you know, taking your maternity leave, even if it feels inconvenient to your work, maybe it's, you know, deciding, yes, I am going to continue pumping when I go back to work because that is one of my goals and I don't want to have to give it up just because I'm going back to work. Maybe it's, um, yeah, just helping your leadership help you in your postpartum recovery so that you don't feel extra pressure to go take PT tests before you're ready to just because your unit is doing a practice test and you're like, oh, well now I should get on it on, in on it too because I'm a leader and I need to set the example. But maybe you're early on in your postpartum recovery and that's just not prudent for you. So don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. Don't be afraid to manage expectations. And I, I have a 
episode that I'm, I'm really outlining actually right now and brainstorming for you on how to advocate for yourself and specific tips for that, because I've really learned that kind of the hard way over time. And I want to, I want to give you some recommendations there because I know that's something that can be really difficult. So with open, honest communication with your work and support system, with this big tip, I want to point you to a resource that I've put together with a team. So if you are in the army or if you're in the military in general, I want to point you to an article that we wrote back. This was April, 2021. Um, and so there's a couple things now that have recently changed in the army, specifically in one of the major, this was like the culmination of our major efforts in advocacy work over the last couple of years, we were able to get a ton of policies updated and changed to better support women through pregnancy and postpartum and better to, to support families across the board in the army. And that was the most recent army directive, um, pregnancy, postpartum and parenthood. So that is more updates to this article that haven't been adjusted. However, this is a great starting point for what the heck do I do? Where the heck do I start? If I do not know where to look for all of these different, you know, policies, regulations, processes, procedures, all of that, when we become pregnant, when we are navigating postpartum, when it's, you know, when it comes to lactation support and how to support each other in that too, how to support maybe your soldiers in it or your, you know, other, others that you're leading or your peers in that. So this goes through everything from family planning to ensuring a safe and healthy pregnancy and all the things that have to do with that from, you know, talking to our, our supervisors to any kind of maybe safety considerations and restrictions in our jobs to navigating pregnancy loss, if that's something that we've experienced or we see others experiencing, to uniforms, to family care plans, to pregnancy and postpartum physical training programs, to our specialized care and support options that are available to us. And then when we navigate postpartum, in here we've got everything from our medical kind of standard of care to uh, maternity leave and parental leave policies to childcare and how to find childcare that's reliable to navigating field training exercises, other kind of training situations you might be in, deployments, um, TDY where you have to go out away, travel away from home for work and maybe leave your baby, um, policies to support you in that, um, promotion policies for those who might be dealing with potential ramifications in career progression because of pregnancy and postpartum. And then all the regulations that support you in your rights to breastfeed and your rights to continue pumping when returning to work. So, so many things, even mental health considerations aren't here. So we've got tons and tons of great, I mean, it's, it's very well organized. We've got a whole table of contents that's like clickable. So it literally jumps you to whatever point in the article you need. And each of the, these plate, these article is also linked to a bunch of the different regulations and resources. Because one of the things that we were super frustrated with over time, and that does not help anybody out, is how all of the policies and the best practices and the resources and things like that are in a whole bunch of different regulations. It's a, in a whole bunch of different places. And so nobody knows where to go. Nobody knows where to start. No leaders know where to go unless they've navigated it themselves. And most of the time we're dealing with, of course, the majority of the people around us are men and they probably don't know. And so, you know, it can be really, really hard and just be a bunch of extra barriers to actually getting the support that we need when we don't even know where to begin. And so go ahead and go check out this article. If you're in the army or if you're in the military, it's going to just give you some good food for thought. And you can then go ahead and try to find the corresponding regulations for your service. And it's just going to help you 
out a million times. Um, make it a million times easier. So again, make sure that you are following up with the most recent army directive that's out there. If you do refer to this, because there are a few things that have been changed. Um, and those are pretty critical to know, but that will be a great, great place to start. And again, even if you're not in the military, like this is going to give you some good things to think about. So you can kind of sort through like anything that's not relevant for you, but there's still going to be a lot of good resources that are relevant. All right. Point number four here. So something that you can do to really help set yourself up for success postpartum is create and focus on creating a healthy and life-giving home and environment for yourself. So it's so important. I, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to protect your peace postpartum, to protect your joy in this sacred bonding time with you and your baby and your family. So plan, of course, for as much hands-on support and help from the people who make you feel loved and cared for as you can, but also do not be afraid to be very honest with your needs and to set boundaries to reduce stressors. So one of the biggest, biggest ways that I see this impacting so many moms postpartum is that, you know, you might have family who wants to come support you. You may have a mother or mother-in-law who really wants to come help out or extended family who wants to be there for you. You may have friends and neighbors and others who want to step in and help you. And like I said, do not be ashamed in receiving help or asking for help. Do not put the extra barriers in the way of getting the help that you need, but also be very honest with yourself and other people about what's actually going to help you protect your peace. If you know that certain people, certain family members, when you're honest with yourself, if you know that they stress you out, my friend, do not feel like you have to let them in to this important sacred time. Let me say that again. Nobody is entitled to be there. Nobody is entitled to be in the room that you give birth in other than whoever you want to be there. Nobody is entitled to visit you immediately postpartum. Nobody is entitled to come and hold your baby. Okay, and if you are uncomfortable with any of those things for any reason, it is valid. And it is okay to say that. You know, there's tactful ways we can say it, loving ways we can say it. But one of the biggest things that I see time and time again is we feel like we have to please everybody and meet everybody else's needs. And it can be hard to say no. It can be hard to put yourself first in that way. But I want you to look at it not as a selfish, I'm putting myself first, but more so of, I know when I am whole, when I'm truly taken care of in my mental, emotional health, when I am at peace, I am much better able to be the mother that I'm meant to be for my babies. I'm much better able to be the wife that I'm meant to be. And I'm able to have the postpartum experience that God really wants for me. And so you just got to be honest with other people. You got to be honest with yourself and let go of, of the pressure to please other people and meet everyone else's needs before your own. So, you know, something that you can do is let's just say, you know, your extended family members who really want to come help you out postpartum are maybe not you know, maybe they, when they come to visit, you feel like a lot of pressure to, to be the great host and you do not want to feel like, okay, I've got to now manage life with a newborn, taking care of my baby around the clock and hosting and taking care of everybody else. That is not what you should be doing. Okay. You should not be 
the one who's, who's bearing the brunt of hosting in addition to figuring out life with this new baby. So if you know that they're going to be able to come and to pick up a lot of the load around the home, if they're going to be able to help make the meals and do the dishes and keep the house clean and like take that load off of your plate so you can focus on your baby, then amazing. But if you know that they're going to be more work for you than anything, if they're going to stress you out, if they're going to make you feel anxious or make you feel judged or make you feel like, you know, you can't safely sit on your couch with your nursing bra and pajamas and leaking milk, you know, all over your shirt and your, your messy bun and smelling because you probably haven't taken a shower in two days. Like if you can't just be yourself around them, then they should not be let into your postpartum experience. And that's the same thing with any friends who want to come visit, any neighbors who want to come visit. Do not be afraid to just tell them what you need. And it can be as simple as, you know, no, we really, we are so grateful that you want to come support us and to be there for us during this time. And the most, you know, what's really important to us right now is we know we're going to need a little bit of time to kind of protect our, our early adjustment and transition period as a family and to really focus on kind of coming into our, our new normal as a family, coming into our rhythm. And so, you know, what we would really love and appreciate most, what would be most helpful to us is if you were to come about two weeks after giving birth, you know, I mean, like something as simple as that would be awesome. Or, Hey, this is the way that you can support us most. We would really appreciate, you know, a meal dropped off at the door around this time. And here's like any, you know, dietary preferences that we have. Like you don't have to let people in to the extent that is inconvenient for you. You know, it's not about them. So I just really want to reinforce that to you. Do not feel any guilt in that. Do not feel like you have to just, you know, bend to everybody else's needs. And if this is hard for you, help, just help your husband or somebody else advocate for you on your behalf. Help them have that hard conversation if it's too hard for you, you know? So tell them what you really need and like help them know that that's a way that they can love you. That's a way that they can support you and take a load off your plate. So I think I, I probably beat that enough, but I really just want to make sure you know how important that is and that you have full permission to do that. And when it comes to creating a home and environment that protects your peace, feel free to just like remove anything that stresses you out. You know, if you feel like certain clutter around the home is overwhelming to you, then ask somebody to help you just declutter, you know, or or put that stuff away for a while. Or if you feel like you are having a hard time cooped up inside all day, then change up your environment and try to get outside more, you know, if weather allows it or try to go to the places that are going to bring you peace and create that for yourself because you deserve that. Another thing to think about with your environment is actually setting boundaries for yourself with social media because our environment is all the influences that we're receiving and and some of them can be toxic and our relationship with social media is something that I think is very, very good to examine as we are in very demanding seasons of motherhood that are vulnerable times. And I just want to encourage you to look at pregnancy and birth and postpartum as a vulnerable time spiritually as much as it is mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so that is where it's grounds for a lot of spiritual attack. And the enemy is going to want to keep getting you down and keep you discouraged and keep you feeling, you know, really insecure and inadequate in motherhood. And so just 
we can fall a lot of victim to a lot of comparisons on social media. And I want you to like eyes wide open, have the tools to examine your relationship with social media and find a healthy balance for yourself. And so if you haven't already go listen to my two episodes on social media, there's a part one, part two, and it's going to give you a framework for how to really assess your own relationship with it, um, reflect on where you're at with it, and then gives you a bunch of tools and examples for how to set boundaries there based on wherever you're at and what your goals are and what you hope to get out of it. Because a lot of times we don't even realize how much it's stealing our peace and our mental health and our really our ability to really take in all the precious moments that we want to be most present with our kids and our family. So don't let it allow you to sacrifice what matters most. And that's what those episodes are about. So go jump into those after this um, as soon as you finish up if you haven't listened to those already. So don't underestimate the impact both our external influences have and in our internal environment just as much as our external environment. All right, that's where we're going to pause for part one of this series. And in part two, we'll jump back into the last four keys to set yourself up to really thrive postpartum as you navigate this big transition.